this session is all about the love of lifelong learning. When I was thinking about this session and putting it together, um, I was thinking, you know, just really imagining that person who everyone looks up to. Um, they always seem to be in the know, they might be considered wise, ahead of their time. And I was just really thinking, what are the patterns behind the people who you might describe in this way as being successful? You know, we all have a different definition of the word success, uh, but often it is these people who are confident, wise, you know, well thought of, charismatic. Um, and is there a pattern that, you know, they all share the same kinds of traits or you know, features, if you like, or do they behave and uh, interact with the world in a, in a similar kind of way? And the common trait, I think, that is, you know, well thought of and well um, sort of documented is their love of lifelong learning. In lots of ways, they see every day as a learning opportunity. You know, they experience the world as one big classroom, so there's always an opportunity to, to learn from every single moment, every single encounter. They're not afraid to fail because actually the word failure is redefined, reimagined, reframed as something very different to how most of us would think of it. Um, because in every experience, whether positive or negative, they would consider that there's something to learn. So lifelong learning is all about embracing continuous improvement in yourself and probably those around you will feel this kind of energy flow to them and will be intrigued, will be curious and probably will be positively impacted as well. And they are just basically, these people are in love with life's constant teachings. Sounds impactful, doesn't it? Sounds like, well, what's not to like? So why do lifelong learning? Why commit to a life where every moment is an opportunity? Why commit to something that is going to, yeah, probably test you? It is probably going to, you know, present challenges to you and you're actually seeking these challenges as part of this learning. Well, for me, I think there are four key elements in this. I think one is motivation. I mean, it really is quite a motivating thing. Once you build this as a habit, and we'll talk about habits in this session. Once you build this as a habit, it becomes motivating. It becomes that thing that really empowers you and that it fuels you pretty much every moment of every day. If you're looking for recognition, um, and this isn't in a big kind of, you know, satisfying your ego and a, a big look at me kind of way, but just kind of being recognized for the value that you're bringing to the world and the, those around you. I think recognition is an important one. It gives you a, a certain sense of place, a certain sense of commitment, um, and it feels good. Recognition feels good, and that is why we reward people for their endeavors and for their achievements. Also, I think lifelong learning will certainly bring confidence. You know, if you are seen not necessarily as the expert in something, but as the specialist in something, it's a good, it's a good feeling. It really is because People will come to you for your wisdom, they'll come to you for you know, advice and guidance, coaching, mentorship, that kind of thing. And that builds confidence because you think, yeah, I'm really adding value here, I have a place. And it's a, it's a positive thing to know your place and if that's appropriate to your values. And the fourth element in this why learn lifelong um, is purpose. If it's aligned with how you found and how you're working towards your higher purpose, your reason for being, 
then that has got to be a good thing because then everything is aligned. And you know, when people say, well, the stars are aligned, well, I think this is really what they mean, is that everything you're doing is kind of pointing in the same direction. Everything is an investment you're not spending. You know, everything sees a, a payback and hopefully in a positive way. So there's a lot of really good reasons why this concept of, of learning and particularly lifelong learning, which is a lifetime commitment to curiosity, to education, to you know, self-betterment, if there is such a word. And recent research has found that learning actually is a very healthy thing to do. Um, learning keeps brain cells working at optimum levels. And of course, you know, as we age, these things may decline. You know, slowly cognitive and memory function will decline as we age. So the more we can keep these brain cells working as we learn and as we improve and as we're really conscious of every moment, then the chances are our cognitive decline will be slowed um, and our memory will be retained. So again, from a health perspective, not just a feeling perspective, some really good stuff going on here. The, according to Science Direct, the, the greatest benefits can be summarised into three categories. And the, these are quite important because as we go through this session, what you'll probably uh, find very, very quickly is that this is super personal to you. Okay, so I can't give you the answers of what to do. I can't really even give you the answers of how to do it. This is like a pick and mix sweet shop, one of those traditional oldie worldy old fashioned sweet shops where you have a little bag and you go in and you ask for one of those and three of those and you go along the counter selecting the flavours and the colours and the shapes that you like. This is really what we're doing here. We're looking here for some opportunities. We're looking here for some things that you know, could serve you and maybe just begin you in this journey of, of discovery. And this is what this is, that, you know, today is not about all the answers. It's just about beginning that curious journey. Um, and it is an adventure because some of the things that you'll uncover maybe won't suit you, but some will. So the greatest benefits can be summarised into these three categories and maybe select one of these as a point or place to start. Coping with the fast changing world. You know, lifelong learning gives you that opportunity to adapt and react and be flexible. Greater paychecks by giving job opportunities. So we are looking here at a balance between professional and personal. It works on both levels. Um, so whichever kind of area of your life you feel that um, you wish to you know, improve, enhance, um, you know, sort of maybe you're pivoting both personally and professionally, you're looking at a completely new way of doing things. Well, this is an opportunity to do that. Um, and it gives an, a rich and fulfilling life. So lifelong learning is viewed, according to Science Direct, as strategies to create opportunity for people to learn throughout lifespan. So this is about Finding a way, finding a process, finding something that kind of works for you, not to add to your already busy and chaotic life, but something that can really be integrated into the available space or time that you have, such that it doesn't increase your um, busyness or anxiety or, you know, sort of you know, haste to get things done, but it actually complements. And in lots of ways, it could make you more efficient and more effective in what you're doing. So it's broadly defined, according to emeritus.org, as the ongoing, voluntary and self-motivated pursuit of knowledge for either personal or professional reasons. So broadly defined, the ongoing, yeah, we've talked about that, voluntary. Now that's interesting, this has got to be down to you. 
you know, nobody can say you need to do lifelong learning and then you jump on the, on the wagon and you're doing it. This is about you volunteering yourself for yourself to do this thing and self-motivated. Again, nobody's going to be, you know, pushing you to do this. This is about you and your life taking ownership and accountability and saying, now is the time. Now I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to commit to doing this. So it is about self-motivation. And it's important for an individual's competitiveness and employability, but also enhances social inclusion, active citizenship and personal development. So it opens up a whole wealth of opportunities. If you are looking to you know, move to a new area, for example, and you want to make um, an impact, you want to you know, get into that community, well, what a great way, social inclusion, active citizenship, personal development. You know, if you can find the right kinds of things at the right time, then there's a huge opportunity here for making more impact, building that accountability, taking responsibility and really making a difference. It's exciting stuff, this. It really is. So kind of where, where's this all going to be starting from? Because, you know, if it's voluntary and it's self-motivated, as we've seen, and it can cover personal and professional life, where do you begin? I mean, it sounds huge, doesn't it? Well, here's a lovely checklist from vtrpro.com. And they talk about you know, a whole range of different areas that you can begin to select from. So have a look through this list and I'll talk it briefly through and just see whether there any, any of these things on this list actually resonate with you. And of course you can change. You can have multiple elements on this list. It's not saying you have to choose one and that's it. But there are lots of ways that you can begin lifelong learning by thinking about, okay, where am I going to begin? What do I actually need? What do I want? You know, and those two things are very, very different, fundamentally different. So kind of see which ones resonate here. Increase self-motivation, creating new goals and drives, increasing self-confidence, learning practical skills, learning just for enjoyment's sake, sharpening your mind, investing in health, participating in existing interests, discovering new interests, new ways of doing old things, developing job security, learning to learn, building a larger network, becoming an educator, contributing to society, finding new meaning in life, developing humility and respect for others, earning trust and respect of others, becoming a more well-rounded thinker, or even staving off boredom. So what a lovely list, what a great way to begin the journey, what a great way to start thinking about where can I begin? What are those first steps? What do I actually need and or want right here, right now? So if it is, I need to sharpen my mind, or if it is, I need to invest in my health. I'm not taking enough time out for me. Um, it might be, I know loads of stuff, and now I want to become an educator. You know, as I say, this is all very, very personal to you. My list would be very different to your list, but maybe take two or three of these. If one doesn't jump out at you and say, right, it's me, this is the one, then maybe take two or three and, and reflect on them, sit with them for a while and see how that feels and how that goes. But what a great starting point. And what it does mean is that lifelong learning comes in all different shapes and guises. And once you've chosen that, what we need to remind ourselves of is 
that self-generated learning is the essence of what we're talking about here. So this is going to be ongoing. So how are we going to deal with this? Well, first of all, we need to make sure that we create an appropriate time. So is there a particular evening each week that you have some space? Is there a morning routine in which you could then do self-generated learning? Because whenever it is, whatever time of the day, whatever day of the week it is, you need consistency. You need to find a space and a time to enable this thing to happen. Because if you try and squeeze it into everyday activities, I can promise you it will not work. I've tried it. Honestly, it does not work. So you need to find a space. So create the space. It's voluntary. You do not have to do this. Okay, I mean, this might sound like a lovely thing to do, but you do not have to do it. So you need to be very, very aware that you are responsible and accountable for this. So if you're going to step up, you need to consciously volunteer yourself into this world that you're going to be sort of enjoying and taking these steps through. Self-motivated. There will be times when you feel not really in the mood, when you feel I am just too busy, I need to take out my lifelong learning time and I need to put something else in there because I just don't have the bandwidth. What I would say in self-motivation is just be kind, be kind to yourself. Do not beat yourself up if you can't do a particular session. Don't think, oh no, it's all fallen apart. No, it hasn't. You're just being kind to yourself. So self-motivation comes from a lot of self-awareness. There will be times when you cannot do it, and that is fine. So don't be unkind to yourself. Just say, look, I'm not right this week to do this. It is just not happening. Okay, I'm going to do something different. But I will come back to it because I volunteered for this, and this is ongoing. So as soon as you're kind to yourself and you don't think then you have to play catch-up, and you just are where you are, then things become easier. It's very personal and it's very professional. So both of these things really can play in here because what happens in your personal world will spin over into your professional life and vice versa. So whichever you choose, if you choose some personal development or some personal learning, that will have a positive impact on professional and vice versa. So just kind of sit with the things that really resonate and where you find more of a need or a want Remember that that will happen in all aspects of your life. So whichever angle you choose, personal life development or professional life development, the benefits will be felt throughout your life. And also this comes with improved performance. So wouldn't it be nice if you just reflected on, OK, I've chosen this particular area, this particular theme, and I'm going to go and research it and find out a little bit more. And I'm going to actually reflect on where I am now, because if you can establish a base zero, then in a month's time, six months time, 12 months time, 10 years time, you can look back on that record and think, wow, look at the improved performance. Look how I feel about this topic. Look how I feel as me. And you'll be able to notice a difference. And it might even be in a few days. I mean, I'm saying up to 10 years there. It could be you choose the time scale. But by setting a baseline, you've got something to compare with. So that's a really important thing. And again, for lots of us who are quite target driven and we're kind of, you know, quite planful, having, you know, these goals or you might even put in some key performance indicators, much as we would as marketers. You've got KPIs on everything that moves. Do this for your lifelong learning. Why not? Because it is a motivator in itself for a lot of people. 
Now, if this is going to succeed, um, UNESCO would say, because there's a quote from UNESCO, that tasks and curriculum as, as its core should be restructured or repacked around four pillars of learning. OK, so if you are going to make a success of this, then you need to think of these things. These four pillars of learning are learning to know, learning to do, learning to live together and learning to be. Now, if you stop and think about that, whatever you choose from that earlier list, the big long list, if this is about knowing more, this is about being able to do things more effectively, this is about contributing to a wider community or society or world around you, and then it's learning to be with this, learning to you know, integrate it into your everyday living. So there's a huge positive here because it's going to impact not only you, but those around you. And if this is a really positive thing, then, you know, others, as I mentioned earlier, are going to feel the benefit. Others are going to resonate with this. Others are going to think, oh, maybe that is a good thing. Gosh, yeah, well done, Neil. You know, you, you've learned this stuff and you've started to contribute this back and you're doing all this. And yeah, I'd like to find out a bit more about that. So I'm curious. Could, could you send me a link or could, can you show me? This is the kind of impact you're going to be making. So it's really exciting. Minecraft.net say that the seven learning competencies, and this is kind of extending this little bit on, and this is where you can start to think about, okay, I've chosen my theme, I kind of know my topic, I know roughly what I'm going to um, sort of educate or learn more about. Okay, so how can I kind of sort of demonstrate that I'm making some progress here? Well, what they're saying is that there are seven competencies that you will begin to see evolving. You'll begin, begin to see you know, coming through in this learning that you're doing. So I'll just tell you what these are and then you can kind of think about and just or maybe just absorb these kind of into the plan and just think, okay, I'll just be on the lookout for these because they're likely to kind of show themselves. They're likely to manifest in certain ways. And these are collaboration, communication, creativity, critical thinking, character, citizenship, and computational thinking. This is interesting, isn't it? Because there's so many different facets to this. It isn't just I learn a piece of information and wow, I've done that thing called lifelong learning. Let's go and learn some more. There's so much more to it. These are going to give you competencies. They're going to allow you to think critically. They're going to allow you to think in a, a process driven way, but at the same time, become more creative. They're going to develop your character, not only the way it presents itself to the outside world, but also how you think and feel in yourself. It's going to contribute to citizenship because you are going to be in a more collaborative sense, able to share your wisdom, your knowledge, your abilities, your skills, maybe through coaching, mentoring, educating, or just literally demonstrating. Because often, you know, leading by example comes into you know, a key form of communication leading by example so you don't necessarily once you're on this journey you don't necessarily have to even tell anybody people will see it people will spot it so it's a really really fascinating way of you know enhancing yourself but also the world around you there are also many many models that kind of talk about this um, the six pillars of learning you may well have heard about this one you know discovering relevant content this is kind of how you take on the, um, the journey or how you begin the journey. So, so you've got to start with, you know, discovering relevant content. So you've got to do some searches and some research into, okay, I've chosen this, 
you know, particular topic and I'm going to go away now and sort of research and find out a little bit more. What are the courses? Where are the materials? Who's doing this stuff? Who are the influencers in this space? You know, who are the thought leaders? I need to find out more. I need to kind of learn and start to absorb like a sponge. Second pillar is resource curation. You've got to find a way that as you go through this, even if it's, you know, sort of health and fitness, through to you know some academic scholarship that you're doing um, you need to be curating your resources in other words you know logging the journey you need to be you know gathering your assets maybe it's the tips and tricks maybe it's some you know academic white paper or journal or something whatever it is and you know as we said this can come in so many shapes and guises but whatever it is you need to curate your resources and your assets it is recognizing contributions. So it, when somebody comes along and says, oh, you know, I, know, I know you're doing this, this particular course, or I know you're doing this particular adventure, um, you know, let me put you in touch with this particular person because you know, they might be able to help you along. You'll find people will start to rise to the surface and you know, come on board with you. And that gets exciting because then it is about collaborating with others. So that could be in the sense of you know, the people that you're discovering as part of this new learning. So the people you're on the course with or, you know, a teacher or tutor or coach. Uh, but it could also be your family and friends who say, oh, do you know, actually, we've never talked about this. But, you know, a few years ago, I did something similar. Look, this was this is what I found. So collaborating with others. So you bring them into the fold as you're learning. Again, it's very motivating. It's very engaging to do that. Enabling integrations, this is an interesting one because once you start with this number one priority from the list that you've selected, what you might find is that it morphs into something new or something slightly different. Or it could be that, you know, it literally is really not you and that you need to then sort of change or maybe you, you combine it with something else. So you're on a, a big fitness drive. You're learning how to do a, a new kind of, I don't know, dance routine or maybe go to a different style of yoga class. And then suddenly you find, you know, from talking to the yoga teacher or the dance teacher, you find that, well, they're into this, that or the other. And then you think, do you know, actually, that would really be interesting. I'd like to find more about that. And so it leads on. So enabling integrations is really, really important there. And the final one is what they describe, this is HRO today, um, is describing is reporting on learner engagement. Now really what we mean is if we're doing this as a, on a self-generated basis, so we're doing this volunteering for ourselves in our lifelong learning journey, this is all about actually thinking about the log and the journal. So whilst I've said it's really important to kind of set some targets just you know, at the start so that you can actually monitor how you're progressing in your choice of learning in whatever form that is, but actually reporting it and keeping a journal is a really, really interesting way, not only of kind of documenting that journey, but when times get tough, when you just don't feel the need to do it, if you feel that, hmm, actually, let's just go today or this week, let's just go and reflect on how far I've come. I will almost guarantee you that as you go through that, you'll feel the burn of that flame again because it does come back very quickly when you sort of bask in those little successes where it was like, oh yeah, look back in that week, I remember that, that was good. Or you look back and you think, yeah, when I learned that particular thing, wow, that was a game changer. And then suddenly you feel that inspiration come back. So the ongoing journaling of your learning journey is so, so important. It's really, really key. 
Now I've got some McKinsey.com stuff to share with you. McKinsey have done a lot of work in um, lifelong learning, a lot of research in this area, and I just wanted to share a few little models which hopefully you know, might again go into these ingredients in your little recipe here that you're creating. So what McKinsey is saying is that a lifelong learning mindset consists of seven essential elements. And these are really interesting. I just want to kind of quickly sort of whiz, whiz around this circle of these because it is really helpful, I think, for lots of people to kind of understand, okay, this is different to what I do. So what, how do I have to behave differently? If I'm going to really commit to this and really, you know, make sure I can be you know, continuously learning, not just doing it for a week and then giving up, you know, those typical New Year's resolutions we all have and then you know by the end of January you know we've stopped and we've gone back to the old behaviors well these are the seven elements that hopefully will get you into the right mindset so these are focus on growth become a serial master stretch build your personal brand and network own your own development journey do what you love and discover your ikigai I'll talk about that your reason for being talk about that in a while stay vital in other words, continuously feel yourself, stretch, push the boundaries, don't just take the easy route. You know, really go for this and focus on your growth. This is all about growth, becoming a bigger, better human being through this process. And you might say, well, you know, I'm already quite good. I'm quite happy with where I am. And then maybe right here, right now, this is not the time for you. But just know there might be other aspects of your life that you're not really thinking about. You're not necessarily quite aware of that you could improve. They're also saying that, yes, we all have a range of broad competencies, things that we can do, often we can do very, very well. What the um, lifelong learning is, though, it is a deepening of expertise. So they're saying that what we probably need as we go through life are some deepening expertises. And these can um, start you know, early in life, you know, at the start of our career, they can be in midlife and they can certainly be towards the end of life. You know, a particular member of my family is the most curious, engaged person probably on the planet, to be honest. He has a real thirst for learning. Every single day he's learning new stuff. You know, he buys new scientists, he's always curious. You know, every day is an opportunity to learn and you would never know how old he was if you saw him in the street. You know, so this is a really, really interesting one to re-energize you, revitalize you. And, you know, deepening of expertise can happen at any point in your life. So there really is no excuse. And it is, according to McKinsey, stretching you beyond your comfort zone into the learning zone. You know, they have this picture of the couch at the centre of the circle where, you know, it gets to an evening, we're really tired, we want to sit on the couch, and we just want to watch the television, we just want to veg out. That's our comfort zone. Whereas actually, what would be invigorating, what would be activating, what would be energising, is to just make a different choice. It doesn't mean we need more energy, because this, by its own nature, learning inspires, learning activates and learning energizes. So it will give you the energy that you need to do it. And that's quite an interesting one. For those of you who haven't tried this before, just give this a little go and you will notice a difference. So if you're feeling lethargic, it's a little bit like when you sort of think, oh, I've got to get away from my desk, so I'm just going to go for a walk. Your body fills with oxygen as you're walking, you get that lovely feeling of being in nature, just being outside, and you come back in and you feel energized. 
Yes, you've expended energy, but you feel more energised. The same happens with lifelong learning. So it's absolutely crucial just to remember in those times when you're tired, push yourself out into the learning zone from the comfort zone and it's going to feel good. They've also identified that from a professional sense, employees can view their jobs through three different lenses. And there's an opportunity here to maybe kind of relook, revisit what it is you're doing and the motivation behind it because lifelong learning can contribute to all of these. So do you feel that your work is a job, a career or a calling? Because if it's a job, then it's just purely for financial and material rewards. If it's a career, it's probably for success goals and criteria. But if it's your calling, then the actual work itself is that deeper meaning. And if it is working for a good cause or something beyond your personal benefit or reward, then this is giving something back to the community and the society and maybe even the planet around you. And so what McKinsey is saying, and there's a lot of work that they've done, and you can uh, sort of go to mckinsey.com and find out a lot more um, in their articles. If you search lifelong learning, you'll, you'll find it there. And what they talk about a lot is that lifelong learning can help us move up through these um, these stages, if you like, these layers of us professionally. So if it's a job, you can learn more and you can then progress up to career where you'll feel more success. And then maybe if you're really self-aware and you really go and figure this out, you can then move towards the calling level where, yes, you're being rewarded, but actually you know deep in your heart that this is the right thing and this is the reason why you're here. And so what I'd like to do is just finish with this one particular model and uh, if you've listened to a lot of my stuff in the past you'll know I live and breathe this model it's called Ikigai I-K-I-G-A-I and it is just your reason for being it's that central little point in between all of the things that you do on a day-to-day -day basis is that moment in time where you are just present with your reason for being so it is that combination of what you love what the world needs, what you can be paid for, and what you're good at. And if you can find the things that you love, the world needs, you can be paid for, and you're good at them. And of course, this is where lifelong learning can come into all of those things to identify what you love, to really figure out what the world needs, to get better at what you can be paid for, and actually what you're good at, to become an absolute world-class person at what you're good at then where that sweet spot in the middle meets, that's your ikigai. And that is something that gives you the reason to get up in the morning. That is something that is your purpose. That is something that will give so much value to the world around you. So how good does that feel? How good does that sound? I hope it does. Look up ikigai uh, if you want to find out more about how to, uh, to use that model in this way of forming your lifelong learning journal, if you like, or forming your lifelong learning um, diary, or even just trying to uncover the things that you're going to focus on first. And the final thing I want to leave you with is this little emblem. It is called the swoosh. I think we all know who the swoosh is owned by, and I think we all know the strap line that that um, designates and that that is representing. The point with lifelong learning is to just do it.